Shalom and welcome everyone. Shalom. So glad you are joining us tonight. We're glad that we are joining you tonight. We're just so thankful for another opportunity to read the scriptures, stand up for the truth, and just to try to be a light to those in this dark world that we all have to live in. So thank you for joining. We're just so glad to be here. We are. We're glad. I hope and pray everyone has had a wonderful uh, feast week. We mm -hmm. ended uh, Unleavened Bread last night and going into our uh, High Shabbat tonight. So I am just praying that you guys have been blessed. We sure have. We, we missed you last Thursday, but of course we were off for the feast. So we're really excited to be back at it tonight. And what a presentation it is going to be. <laughs> yeah, this one was quite eventful. A lot of stuff that we're able to uncover and we just want it to be eye-opening. We want to be able to glean from the message and we just hope that you can enjoy it, be blessed, that you can share it out with those as well. Mm -hmm. Just wanting to spread the truth to the four corners, be a light on the hill. Welcome everybody joining us. We've got a few already in the chat. We've got Andrea from Colorado. Shalom, sister. Great to see you. And Dan from Arizona. Shalom, Dan. Shalom, Dan. And Judy. Shalom, sister. Shalom. I think you. Judy's in Utah. I could be wrong. I know your sister Sherry is, but shalom and welcome, Judy. Mm -hmm. And Dan Lane. Dan shalom. From North Carolina. To you and Jennifer and Amanda and Eric. Shalom. From Ohio, I believe. Praying welcome. that you guys are doing good and the kids. And Here's we got Jennifer. Jennifer. Yeah, great shalom, to see sister. all you. Anyone else out there tuning in later, watching this down the road? It's what we love about these episodes. We can put them out live and fellowship with each and every one, but they're always there to, to view at, at your own convenience, or hopefully y'all lead someone to these messages at the right time in their life when they are seeking truth. Because we were at that point once where we realized that we were blind and we wanted to be awake. We wanted our eyes opened to the truth to realize the deceptions that we've been taught. And so we are still seek the truth. And we're so grateful for all of those that helped us along our journey, showing us and helping us learn. We're still learning each and every day. And we're just students of the word, loving to dig into the scriptures. Doesn't matter how many times you've read it. There's always something new to glean. There is. There is. Are you ready to get into it? I am. Yeah, let's get our screen shared. Get the right one. So we are on the third day, the third day of creation, the third trumpet of revelation. Shalom, Catherine. Glad to see you, yeah, thank sister. Thank you for joining. And you guys teach us just as much. We are so thankful for all your wisdom, your insight and knowledge that Yah has given you over the years, whether it's been a long run or a short run. We are all gifted in a unique way. And so when we can come together and put those gifts that Yah has given us together, it's so amazing what comes from that. Mm -hmm. 
All right. So, yeah, we're excited to get into this third day of creation, third trumpet of Revelation. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start with creation on the third day in Genesis 1, 9 through 13. And Elohim said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together unto one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And Elohim called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And Elohim saw that it was good. And Elohim said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And Elohim saw that it was good, and the evening and the morning were the third day. What a beautiful sight and thought. I love that. And we see that that day three of creation, Yahweh is setting the groundwork, literally setting the groundwork for humans and the creatures and the creation he plans to make. Mm -hmm. We see the Father making everything we would need to survive and thrive. Prior to this day, there was only water, water everywhere. One fun fact I found doing this is that today, if all the land was leveled, made flat, if all the land was leveled, there would be enough water to cover the entire earth with a depth of about two miles. That was just a wow fun fact for you. <laughs> I love to have those little fun, fun facts. I've realized that the adversary is behind hiding the majesty of this creation story. If we were taught in schools the creation story and explained how he was planning for us, how he was preparing for us, that he had you and me and each person in mind, as well as every other living animal and creature and insect and bug and anything that ever would be flying, whatever, all of it. Maybe if we were taught all of these things, exactly what they were, the creation story, we all may be seeing the world existing a little differently. I know it doesn't do good to, to think about the what ifs, but I can't help it sometimes and just think, what if we could just tell the creation story to our children in schools? I would be homeschooling my child if they were in school now, if they were that old, just so I could make sure that they knew this creation story and the magnificence. Maybe Hasatan always finds a way into the garden to plant seeds of doubt. And that's why we see what's happening has happened. You know, he plants those seeds of doubt, the seeds of trouble. The father created this third day, all the grass, herbs, herb yielding seeds, uh, the fruit yielding trees whose seed was within itself and all after their kind. They would only be what they were intended to be. When the seed was fell off, was propagated, it would grow exactly as the plant it had come from, season after season. That's the way it was intended to be. And that's what 
season we're in now. I know everybody's planting, getting their gardens going. I know that's what you've been doing most of the week. And we're just praying that our fruit can be bountiful. The return, we all reap what we sow. And of course, we we want the, the food to eat and nourish our bodies, but we need to really be more concerned with the, the fruit that we bear. Is it righteous fruit? We don't want it to be rotten. Or corrupted. Exactly. Right. And there's a lot of corruption going on <laughs> trying to get our fruit to come out rotten. To and we're just corrupted. not going to stand for that. No. So in Numbers 25, I'm sorry, Numbers 24, 5 through 7. How goodly are your tents, O Yaakov, and your tabernacles, O Yasharel, as the valleys are they spread forth, as gardens by the river's side, as the trees of lime alloys, aloes, which Yahweh has planted, and as cedar trees beside the waters. He shall pour the water out of his buckets, and his seed shall be in many waters, and his king shall be higher than a gog, and his kingdom shall be exalted. I love that scene, the valleys spread forth, you know, reading the creation day of day three, that's what comes to mind, is I can just see him speaking life and all of those beautiful valleys popping up with the flowers and the trees and all of that, poof, there it is. Yeah, just like Daniel says, <laughs> gardening in a day, that's my kind of gardening me too. I've been doing it all week and I'm still not done. <laughs> and he gave us everything that we need to heal, to nourish ourselves. And we will find down into this presentation how it's continuing to be corrupted. But everything that Yahuwah made was for good. Mm -hmm. Isaiah 61, 11. For as the earth brings forth her bud, and as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so Adonai Yahuwah will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. Mm. That's so cool. I love that verse. You know, we need to be planting those seeds for all the nations. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Zechariah 10, 1. Ask ye of Yahuwah, reign in the time of the latter rain, so Yahuwah shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to everyone grass in the field. So much to look at there. Man tampers with the creation of Yah, and there are consequences. And from the day, this third day of creation until now, we're seeing a corruption of the seed that he gave us in all things. So the first thing that comes to mind is GMO. That's, that's what we see happening, has been happening. Um, so what is it? And it is a genetically modified organism, exactly what the letters stand for, which 
biotechnology has been been applied to. Think about that. Biotechnology has been applied to. They're tampering with it on a cellular level. So this creates combinations of plant, animal, bacteria, virus genes all together, which do not occur in nature or through any kind of traditional crossbreeding methods. Um, and you'll see here that they first started it uh, for herbicide tolerance. And we know all of that causes cancer, every bit of it, the use of toxic herbicides such as Roundup, um, cancer is increased 15 fold. And I would say beyond that, honestly, we have no idea. And it's also created these pesticide resistant super weeds and super bugs that can only be killed by, you guessed it, spraying more toxic chemicals. It is an absolute, uh, just a snowball effect. We're constantly, they're constantly making it stronger and stronger and stronger. And the problem is that most of these are a direct extension of chemical agriculture and are developed and sold by the world's largest chemical companies. The long-term impacts are unknown. We have no idea or they won't tell us. But we do know that once they're released into our environment, you can't recall them. They're out there. We can't take them back. And if you would like to know more about these facts, I have included the webpage here uh, that had a lot of really good information explaining it. Um, and we'll get into what they actually, what ones are the most common that we actually see right now. I like this comment from Amanda. I pray Abba lead us to rip those seeds out right away. Amen. You know, not only physically, but spiritually. There is corruption and we don't need those bad seeds within planting. ourselves. We don't need to be planting them throughout. You know, our example can be a seed alone and that mustard seed. We all know this, the story, how powerful the tiny little mustard seed can be to yes. grow a tree to where the birds can live. So everything that we do, all of our actions, our words, even our thoughts can lead our interactions with each other, right? Mm -hmm. Our lovingness, our ability to forgive, to accept, to continue to lift each other up, continue to reach out, continue to be a support. You know, it's those are all seeds planted. They can either be uh, fruitful and vibrant or they can cause damage like these corrupted seeds cause to our bodies when we ingest them. And this is really just the beginning. They're corrupting so much these days. But as Dan says, exactly like y'all planned. He knew this would yeah. happen. He has a plan, a better way out. He's going to take care of us as long as we look to him to endure and get through these hurdles. That Endurance. The man puts forth. Yes, we must endure. <laughs> man is saying, I think he wants us to learn all of these things and realize that it's all corrupted. And the ultimate goal is for us to realize all we need is him. Yes. Hallelujah. That is Great it. Word. All we need is him. There's nothing else that we need. We just need him. 
and to focus on him. That's right. No fear. So how do these GMOs affect farmers? Because GMOs are novel life forms, biotechnology companies have been able to obtain patents to control the use and distribution of their genetically engineered seeds. Restrictive license agreements erode farmers' rights to save seed, relying on third-party corporations to provide farmers with both GMO seed and chemical inputs such as herbicide makes those farmers beholden to big agriculture, mm-hmm. posing a serious threat to farmer sovereignty and to the national food security of any country where they are grown. Yeah, mainly because what it means here is uh, they have to keep getting the seeds because the, you can't take the seeds from what you've grown and replant them if they even grow with a seed in them. If you get anything from the grocery store that doesn't have a seed in it, that's a GMO. <laughs> and and if it does and you can't grow it, then it's a GMO because they will not grow a second time. That's just that's the way they're made. That's that's how they own these farmers. I can remember my grandfather and my step grandfather they had a seed bank of their own that everything that they grew year after year, they would save those seeds. They would dry them. They would use them the next season. You know, potato starts went in the root cellar and stayed there in the root cellar over winter until it was time to plant them again. That's just the way it was done. And it breaks my heart to think that that's not a thing anymore. You know? Well, we really need to get back to that time because when Y'all created creation. There weren't grocery stores. There wasn't DoorDash. You know, we have been spoiled rotten. We are relying on man and what they want us to have. And so we need to take that back and start producing our own food. You know, whatever we can, can. whether you have (laughs) land or a small backyard or a balcony, there's things that you can grow uh, that, you know, are safe and nutritious and so I highly recommend each and every one, you know, looking into what they can do to provide for themselves. Microgreens, you can grow mm-hmm. those anywhere in your house. Um, also, you can, uh, what am I trying to say where I do the seeds? Sprouting, sprouting and microgreens. So I did an experiment just with paper towels and I did microgreens on wet paper towels just to see if I could do it without soil. And you can. Mm -hmm. And there is so much nutrition in those microgreens. They are just power packed full of it. And they're good for your chickens too. Um, Because we have to worry about what we're feeding our chickens now. We've seen in the last six months to a year issues with certain feeds that um, are affecting their eggs them and where they cannot lay eggs Mm -hmm. so that's another way they get at us um but there are things you can do this is a great point from lori i hadn't even thought about that welcome wonderful comment another reason to give the land the sabbath yes they have to you have to rest it you have to rest the land and, and that's something I can remember watching my grandfather and step-grandfather. They rotated their fields, you know, 
you didn't plant in the same field every year or you didn't mm -hmm. plant the same thing. You rotated not only your crops, but they would also let those fields rest in between. And, and that's what lets that uh, soil be able to replenish itself, you know. Well, plus we're called to do no work on the Sabbath and not make a brother work either. So if that's this right. food is being, you know, harvested, uprooted on a Sabbath, are there implications to that? Mm, it's a really interesting point. point I never thought of until now. So thank you for bringing that up. Just another reason to get back to the good old days, growing your own food. Right. So much has changed with our harvest. Fruits and vegetables are smaller. Our soil is so depleted. When we do manage to grow our food, it is not nearly as healthy or nutritious. They blame climate change and our carbon footprint. The elite decision makers playing yaw on earth are poisoning our air, water, and soil at alarming rates. We can watch it happen every day, whether yeah. it be in the sky or on the news. What has spilt into the water system today is basically the, 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 the current today. news story. But they want us to stay sick or, quite honestly, just to die. Mm -hmm. Galatians 6, 7 be not deceived. Elohim is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Amen. And that's absolutely true here um, for what mm -hmm. they are having us sow, what they are, what they are corrupting the seed to be sowed. And we can just see how corrupted it's and death. wicked so their seed death. is. Yeah. They will end up reaping that harvest eventually. Yah's judgment will be upon them. That's right. These are a list. This, If you search, this is the list of everything in the U.S. that is a GMO. And the ones that have percentages are the ones that are grown in the U.S., so you'll see alfalfa. Uh, that's a huge one. And I think I've got another slide <laughs> dealing with alfalfa and another thing here in a minute. But you'll notice all of these are the GMO. And that's generally the good stuff that farmers will feed their cattle. They will. They will. And, and then uh, look, canola, up to 95% of it is GMO. GMO corn, 92% cotton 96 percent and we're talking about this is what we should be wearing right how do we know if it is a gmo cotton that's made our clothes is it bad for us i would think so you know that's something to think about i i didn't even know i didn't even know that cotton was one of them eggplant papaya uh, pineapple, which really upset me, but at least it's only the pink flesh. Well, all of this upsets me. Potato, salmon, yes, salmon, soybean, 94% is GMO in the U.S. Squash, summer squash. I can't find it in the grocery store right now anyway. The yellow summer squash, it's nowhere, which is weird because usually that's something you can always find, but it's nowhere. And then sugar beet. 99.9% .9 of it is uh, GMO, and they <laughs> use that to sweeten a lot of things that I noticed. Yeah, me either, Amanda. It blew me away when I saw 
cotton on there was like, oh my goodness, how would you even research to know if your clothing came from that? I mean, if you see here how much it is, it's 96%. So chances are, unless you got a loom and you're doing your own <laughs> thread, I would, I would bank that it's probably a GMO. And we do have to pray over everything. That was something I saw in the groups this morning. I totally agree. I never thought about my clothes. I will from now on think about that. Shalom, Laura Lee. We are so glad you're here, sister. Glad to see you. Hopefully it's not blurry. It might be you, but if anyone else <laughs> is having blurry issues, yeah. let us know. We have our glasses on, so it's definitely not, <laughs> but right. it might be for you. And it may just need a refresh as well. Unfortunately, if we refreshed, we might lose the, <laughs> we the presence of the broadcast. Yeah. So. But yeah, to even think about the soybean, such a, Every, a, and it's a big push on soy uh, as a meat replacement. A lot of this vegan meatless food is soy based. And so just another thing to watch out for. All right. Is this me? I'll read it. Oh, it's me. It's you. You got the, the veggies. I did get the veggies. Go ahead. I'll read about you can have Bill Gates. Mr. <laughs> Gates, the billionaire, founder and former CEO of my, my Microsoft. We all know who he is. Blech. But he is known for his vast wealth, his extreme philanthropy. Philanthropy. That's always a it's tough a one. It's a fun word. And in recent years, he's become known for owning the most U.S. farmland, 275,000 acres. I can't imagine. And growing. We're trying to find five to 10 acres <laughs> and the cost of that's outrageous. It is. No telling how much he has spent on this land. So what is he doing with all the farmland? Gates, a well-known philanthropist concerned <laughs> with... <laughs> Food ins insecurities in developing nations could be betting that the next advancements in seed technology will be furthered on American farms. Now, this is coming from a positive aspect, but you and I know and everyone listening that this is not a good thing. This is not a good thing that he's already he's gone from looking at the the solution to now messing with our seats well and i know even further the other player in this game of owning up buying all the farmland in the u.s is china so yes they between those two I you know it's up to here. no good i should have put china in here they do own quite a bit of our farmland welcome Shalom, sherry. sherry glad you joined which us. is crazy who why do we let that happen and I know Sherry has a vast knowledge of herbs, herbs. and mm -hmm. uh, just healing with the medicine that Yah gave us to heal. But yeah, avoid soy as much as possible, even the organic. Yeah. Keep it away from your, your children. You know, and I was going to say with GMO, I mean, luckily, I guess there are laws where it has to at least be branded. Many times you'll see it on the box. Not in Canada. Well, thankfully, we don't live yeah, there, but not in Canada. Uh, uh, that's you will see it on boxes, you know, non-GMO product. So we do get that warning. But now the new one that is kind of 
sliding past us without a warning label of any kind is the bioengineered. So not only is it genetically modified, it's now bioengineered, which I can't even imagine how much worse that is than GMO. Yeah, it's not good. So seed technology is the process of using technology, updated farming methods, and genetically modified seeds to optimize yield potential, maximize yield potential in less than ideal farming conditions, and make farming practices infinitely more cost effective. Gates' hefty investment in American farmland may also be tied to his interest in developing super crops, which are genetically modified seeds, crops, and livestock to maximize as much yield as possible. For example, seeds are being genetically designed to grow in near non-arable and hostile soil conditions. You know, they're preparing for the droughts and the famines that we will probably end up dealing with. You know, in the end times, it's going to get difficult, but they're already making a way to produce even in the toughest of environments. Well, and that's if what they're saying here is what really is what's going on. I don't believe it. Um, I may be a <laughs> tinfoil hat weather uh, wearer from way back, but just because they're saying this and not at all, is this what really is going on? I really exactly. don't believe that. I believe it will have implications to uh, the livestock that eats it. I think it'll, I think it's very nefarious. Well, and messing these, around with these super Yaw's crops, nature. these super crops are not went, meant to win the, the county fair competition on the biggest pumpkin or, you know, it's it's all about well, back in the day, producing the most that. at the smallest cost. We did have that back in the day. I remember. Oh, I know. I'm saying this super crop design is not. Yeah, no. About that. No, it's, it was about your manure back in the day. Now it's just which we know manure. we can't hardly get that <laughs> a anymore either. So maybe they're preparing for uh, crops to grow without manure because we know the fertilizer is becoming a scarcity as well. Yeah, Sherry's got a good point, and Dan, all this. Wow, great point there. Because the sun is going to get seven times hotter radiation. That's right. It's going on. It's been going on during this last, this or this current cycle that we're in, the solar cycle that we're in. I I watch the solar cycles just because it it's important to know, you know, what's happening what's going on uh, actually it's smart on those days to stay inside honestly um yeah we already know it's in the 90s in arizona and it's barely april, april so yeah. temperatures are rising right and this is absolutely true dan and i've got a little piece about these beyond burgers in a minute um but he is he's trying to force out the cattle farmers um, to buy his Beyond Burgers, which are so disgusting. And if you'll see in the news Monday, um, I don't even know how this happens. Uh, I grew up around dairy farms and, and places where cows were raised. I've never ever heard of them blowing up or the equipment used to in a dairy farm, but 
um, 18 to 20,000 cows gone uh, from this fire. And I do not believe it's an accident. I just don't. It's well, it's, <laughs> never heard of anything. We in, know they don't like life. the cows. And so it's probably because all that methane and someone must have lit a match and all the cow farts, you know, just exploded. <laughs> so. Or the burps. You know, yeah, it's just Sherry's right. Whatever excuse they can come up with. Green tea is actually so good for so many things. It does protect you from radiation and milk thistle as well, I believe, is another really good one. And I can't remember. There was one more. I'll see if I can find that. But it's it's insane saying that cow farts or burps could make something blow up. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what? I know it. Uh, Milk is dangerous, y'all. <laughs> That'll be the next thing. Milk, you got to run. It's going to blow up. Uh, well, yeah, Laura Lee's already hit the 90s in Florida, too. So both sides of the U.S. are blazing hot already. Yeah, it's going to be a hot one. Last year, it was the chicken farms. Now cows are blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda says all the LED lights are messing with us. We don't have them in our house but my husband is bombarded with them at work. And yes, the street and headlights are crazy. Do you know that in, I think they have, they're only going to be doing LED lights. I think starting next year that they're not going to be doing anything else. Like they're seriously trying to get us and they make me super sick too. I'll have a migraine like that. You know, they just, I'm very sensitive to light. Well, used to work in the lighting and electrical business. I mean, yes, the the efficiency, the lifespan, and the cost of using an LED bulb is night and day difference from an incandescent. But yes, just because it's more efficient, it's cheaper to use, doesn't mean it's healthier for our or bodies. Good for your eyes. And we can see that in just about every category that we're faced with in these days. I don't know what it is that'll trigger a migraine, but it sure will. I love what Sherry says there. Mm -hmm. Yahweh will rain down manna for us, according to Ezra. Mm -hmm. And yes, he is. He's making a way for us. We're just pointing out these things that, that fit, but we know he's going to make a way for us. We have faith. Mm -hmm. Milk, milk thistle. Yeah, yes. manna from heaven. Mm -hmm. Amen. What a miracle. That's Milk right. It's so good. And a lot of people, we have it growing in the field behind our house in the summer. So you, you guys, I'm telling you, you got to get a book. You've got to get some information printed up so that you can identify what's growing in your yard or around your house and start foraging. You know, yeah. I see dandelions now totally different. I look out, see the dandelions, and I'm like, I got medicine. Well, what was the other one we had with uh, uh, Passover meal? Nettle. Just plucked them right from yes. the ground. You know, years ago, I'd mow the grass, and the next day, all these be popping up, and it would irritate me. But now I just welcome it and know that it's actually good for us, and we can eat it. So I don't want to cut it down, <laughs> yeah. let it grow up harvested i drank raw milk growing up too um that's what we had that's yeah never had a problem until i started drinking the pasteurized stuff and then all of a sudden i have a uh, lactose intolerance it's not that the trick is not but 
it's so hard to get raw. Anything that they say is bad for you, it's probably actually good for you. So, you know, the eggs, I know last year they were saying were dangerous or raising chickens <laughs> in your backyard. You know, you could get chicken oh, flu or whatever you they could think of. So, you know, anything that the media is putting out there is dangerous. More than likely, it's complete opposite. It is. Just know it's the opposite of whatever they're saying. Yeah, I know the the Amanda and her crew, they, they go through quite a bit of milk. They they have the good source. They get the they raw do. milk. And mm-hmm. yeah, 10 to 12 gallons at a time. It's such a blessing to be able to have, you know, access to that. You know, start looking into your local dairies, your farms where you can get grass-fed beef, uh, you know, the meat that you know is sourced and fed properly. Also, even, you know, I guess is killed. I don't know the correct <laughs> word for that. But there's there's certain practices that are, are not... Slaughtered. Yeah, slaughtered, you know, practicing that in a particular way, we were commanded to do so. And so that can play a big role. We don't know how all the food from the grocery store is prepared and we probably really don't want to know. And that is it, Amanda, the A2A2. That is what keeps, I wish I could, I'm going to have to start really investigating because that's really all that will help those of us that have such an allergy to what they call milk. Now I I can't do it. Mm -hmm. It makes me super ill and it causes inflammation in your gut. That's the problem. And they're driving for it. It's yeah. not like it's down the store. That's that's <clears throat> where the convenience of the grocery comes into play is, you know, it's a quick trip down the road. It's no big deal. But in order to get the stuff that is nutritious and truly healthy for us, there may be a sacrifice and more of a cost. We know just trying to eat healthy and organic is loads more than a fast food burger or anything else you could possibly buy. Speaking of, let's get back into our our talk here. Is it up? No. So the greed of man poisons our life-giving water. <clears throat> this was another thing I wanted to go into. <coughs> These are, this is the poison in our waters, you know. He separated the land from the water on the third day. So we see fluoride in our water and in toothpaste. Do not get fluoride toothpaste. Do not. Um, Camp Lejeune, Flint, Michigan, BP oil spill, uh, East Palestine, and then now two or three other ones that are happening. Every couple of days. Every couple of <laughs> days. Uh, there's a place in Indiana on fire. There's a place in Texas on fire. Like it just seems like it's two or three every week now that we're, you know, what's happening is we're getting numb to it. We're desensitized to what's going on. So in Psalms 37, 12 through 15, the wicked plots against the just and gnashes upon him with his teeth. Adonai shall laugh at him for he sees that his day is coming the wicked have drawn out the sword and they have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy and to slay such as be of upright conversation. Their sword shall enter into their own heart and their bows shall be broken. So by the plots they have against us will be the plots that take them down. 
And that is what Yah is saying here. They will fall on their own swords, those that are trying so desperately to poison us. Mm -hmm. And by the greed of man, all of these things happen because people are willing to cut corners. They're willing to, they're willing to lose a few of us, you know, to make money. The greed, they're just, we're expendable. They want that greenback regardless. Just like the effort and resources and money that it takes to harvest the materials for a lithium battery so that it can go into your new hybrid electric car. Oh, it's the irony. It's just counterproductive, <laughs> it's the irony. but it's making people <coughs> rich beyond belief. And so that's all that matters. They're willing to sacrifice the father's creation and our resources because they know that they're only here for a limited time. So they're going to live it up to the fullest while they can and destroy the planet at the same time. Well, and all of us, they think. Y'all has other plans. Yeah, Lori Lee says the water is so bad where she's at. She has to change her filter quite often. And we made the investment in an Alexa Pure or a Berkey, either one, just so we could <clears throat> clean our water. We and also have live straw. Yeah, but we use the Berkey every day, uh, even for our animals' water. We give them the purified water and, you know, a filter is good for, I think, 5,000 gallons. So basically the swimming pool we have out back, I could filter that entire thing <laughs> through our Alexa Pure. So that will take so take a while. I think we'll have some water good to go. And we're even storing it up just because we can't really trust the water that comes out of our sink. And no, it uh, even sometimes the water that you get in the bottle. There's been tests where certain popular brands are known to not even freeze when you put them in the freezer. So tell me what's in that that's causing, preventing it to <laughs> freeze hard as a rock. Right. And yes, thank you, Amanda. We can get off on a rabbit trail. We got to get back on track or we'll be here all night. We're very passionate about these things and it's upsetting but we just want to spread the truth and let people know whether you do or not. You know, there are deceptions out there and we really have to start paying more attention to what we're putting into our living tabernacle. Right. So next, the MR. Just watch your words. <laughs> you I'm put these words know, in here. But You're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> I'm not going to get you in trouble. I'm just warning you ahead of time. That way I don't have to elbow you. Just, you know. You know. Okay. So, you know, the the MR jab that's going in our food now. I'm sure you've all seen it in the news, people talking about it. You know, how are we going to know what food is safe? Is it going to be given to the cattle and the animals? There's just a lot of unknowns. And so we wanted to kind of discuss this as well. But the National Science Foundation gave a UC Riverside research group a half a million dollars to study genetically engineering plants with the mRNA, a molecule contained in the Pfizer and Moderna jab Ugh. that is normally used by our cells to make protein. Yeah, this was dated from an article in 2021, by the way. Okay. 
So it's already been advanced beyond what we're reading now. Yeah. Ideally, this is a quote, a single plant would produce enough mRNA to vaccinate a single person. You said it. I couldn't think of the other word. Ocul what's the other word? Inoculate. Inoculate. See, you're the nurse and you made me read <laughs> all the medical words. Said Juan Pablo, PhD, an associate professor in UCR's Department of Botany and Plant Sciences. He is the leading research done in collaboration with scientists, scientists from UC San Diego and another university. Oh, and I did take this from an article actually put out by UC Riverside. So this isn't just uh, taken out of just anywhere. This is actually on their website. So another quote, we are testing this approach with spinach and lettuce and have long-term goals of people growing it in their own gardens. <laughs> Farmers could also eventually grow entire fields of it. So they just think you should eat it constantly? Like you should just always be eating? Well, it's this, probably this jab. so little amount that they need us to eat Ugh. a lot of it so that it is equivalent to what you can put in your arm. Now, this next part, Dan had mentioned about the the impossible burger mm -hmm. i would definitely say it's impossible that i will ever eat that and here's why so fruits and veggies may be healthy but fake meats are ultra processed foods they don't grow on vines their ingredients are mixed together and healed without precedent they're not any better for you than real meat says Nutritionist? Nutritionist. And some say there is no assurance about their future impact on health. And now we have lab tests showing that six fake meat products, when cooked, tested positive for a carcinogen, acrylamide. Acrylamide can be formed when plant-based foods are cooked at high heat. For example, cooking a fake meat burger. There you have it. They're not healthier, people. They're not healthy at all. They're absolutely horrible. And this high heat processing that, of course, you would do cooking a burger uh, on your grill actually causes this carcinogen to be formed and then you eat it. Like, Well, and I'm sure before we know it, they'll be coming out that they found plastic or metal in it you know there's all kinds of other right it's contaminants not, it's not coming from what they say it is it's all a lie oh this is me sorry thank you for the love tap <laughs> so from enoch they consider how the trees when they put forth their green leaves become covered and produce fruit Understanding everything and knowing that he who lives forever does all these things for you. That the works at the beginning of every existing year, that all his works are subservient to him and invariable. Yet as Elohim, Elohim has appointed, so are all things brought to pass. They see, too, how the seas and the rivers together complete 
their respective operations. You endure not patiently, nor fulfill the commandments of Yahweh, but you transgress and calumniate or calumniate, <coughs> excuse me, greatness and malignant are the words in your polluted mouths against his majesty. You withered in heart, no peace shall be to you. Therefore, your days shall you curse and the years of your life shall perish. Perpetual excreation shall be multiplied and you shall not obtain mercy. And I feel like these evil people, they're evil. It's wicked. It's wicked and evil what they're doing to our food and our animals, what's in the air, in our soil. I feel like this is who they're talk who he's talking to. Mm-hmm. And it and it is going to be, we're gonna have to live through this, we're gonna have to endure through it, but they are going to have the judgment for what they've done. And and I believe these words are spoken to them. <coughs> Sorry. So let's get into the second part of this, the third trumpet out of Revelations 8, 10 through 11. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp. And it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. And the name of the star is called Wormwood. And the third part of the waters became wormwood, and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. It's a definitely one that you see discussed often. I've seen so many and researched so many different um, people discussing this and breaking it down and giving their opinion. And I really feel like as I've gone through this, Yah has really showed me some things that I don't think I've ever heard from anyone else before. And it's it's quite interesting, isn't it? The direction that he kind of it took is. me through this third trumpet. Well, and we just see how it makes the waters bitter. We know that Messiah, the living word, the Torah made flesh is everlasting life. But this has been made bitter, the water. We know his word is sweet as the honeycomb. You're you're getting into our you're getting ahead. I don't remember that in this. It is. Well, sorry. I skipped ahead. <laughs> if I have a good thought, I don't want it to get lost. Uh, well, so looking at the seven trumpets of revelation to the seven days of creation, it's becoming more and more clear that each of these trumpets is a judgment against the day of creation. It coincides with not really a judgment against that day, but it's Yah's way of cleansing his perfect creation that he created on that day that has been defiled and corrupted by the wickedness of man. But who has corrupted man to do such things? Why? Why is this happening the way it is? I think it starts here in Enoch 7, 10, and 15. And the verses leading up to this were discussing all of the watchers that created the Nephilim. Their names and... 
Yeah, some difficult names to pronounce. <laughs> they all came down to Mount Hermon. But this is 10 through 15. Then they took women, the watchers, the fallen angels, each choosing for himself whom they began to approach and with whom they cohabitated, cohabitated teaching them sorcery, incantations, and dividing the roots and trees. And the women conceiving brought forth Nephilim, and they bore to them three races. First, the great Nephilim. The Nephilim brought forth the Nephilim. Nephilim. So Nephilim. Nephilim or Nephilim. Yeah, I'm saying one of these wrong. Yeah. And the Nephilim brought forth the Elude, and they existed, increasing in power according to their greatness, whose stature was each 300 cubits. Wow. Giants. These devoured all the labor of men until it became impossible to feed them when they turned themselves against men in order to devour them and began to endure birds, beasts, reptiles, and fish to eat one another's flesh and to drink their blood. Then the earth reproved the unrighteous. And we're back there. Uh, we may not have people 300 cubits tall yet, or we're unaware of it, or we just don't know, but we see all of these things happening. But what I notice here also is the teaching of the sorcery and the incantations and the dividing of the roots and trees. James and I watched an absolutely disturbing commercial over a water. It's a water, a canned water. And it they had in this commercial an actual witch doing a spell over the cans of the water to like put in a warehouse in a warehouse full of, of hundreds of thousands. Of yeah. Product. It was a huge warehouse to put demons so that when you open the can, a demon comes out. Now people slam that and go, Oh, it was just this. Well, they say she was a real witch. And the little bit that I saw appeared to be sorcery. And I just, abs it absolutely blew my mind. I could not believe what I saw. Why? And it's being pushed and it's like water. no other water on the market. It's in even churches. It's in any concert, musicians, Hollywood. It's the, the coolest new water. And it's literally water in a can. In a can. But there's more to it than just that. Obviously, from watching that video, they literally asked the spirit to enter into the person when they open the can and drink it. So it's just wild what people are willing to risk just so they can fit in or partake in the coolest, newest product that man pushes. And it's really not the newest product. It's the same. Just evil. repackaged. Yeah. Dan's right. Yaw's plan. He is in control of all. And this is exactly why it's happening. Sherry's right. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. The devil has come down to you having great wrath because he knows he has but a short time. Right. So I wanted to look. I know we probably have heard this before. The um, 
Wormwood in Strong's G894 Absinthos. Absinthos is the Greek of uncertain derivation wormwood as a type of bitterness that is calamity. Calamity. It's also a tree or a bush. It's actually a bush that they make absinthe from. Excuse me. It is a a herb, an herb that is used in alcoholic drinks, vermouth, and absinthe. Its oil contains this chemical thujone, thujone, which may be poisonous. It, it's not that it may be, it is. Uh, it excites the central nervous system and can cause seizures. And, and it also said, and other adverse effects such as death at high dose. That is definitely uh, an adverse effect. Death, death is definitely... If you look, James is going to, do you want to type it in there, the name of the water? Yeah. I just didn't want to say it. I, didn't, I don't even want to, I don't even want to <laughs> speak it. <laughs> but that's the name of Couldn't it. Couldn't be more truer of a name. Right? So the Ukrainian word for this bush is Chernobyl. And I know we've heard Dr. P talk about this before, uh, but there's a lot of, um, Dating back to close to the time when Chernobyl happened, people were saying then that that was the prophecy was this event that happened in Chernobyl, that that would be what caused the water to happen to be bitter. <clears throat> but I had a little bit of a different take on it. Shalom, like Debbie. So bitterness comes down. That is exactly what I what I've found um, that may, I'm not saying that's what it is, but just something um, that I kind of took from that. So some interpret the star as the self-derived intelligence of Yah, since it comes from heaven with fire as wrath to cleanse and purify the wickedness of man on the earth. We have discussed the symbolism of water. Water symbolizes the truth of the wood. Word. I'm sorry, truth of the word. After the resurrection of Messiah, we recognize him as the living water. John 7, 37 and 38. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Yahushua stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. Bitter water like wormwood may represent false prophet teaching false doctrine. The truth, our Torah has been defiled, abandoned for self-centeredness, give themselves permission to live a lustful life, feeding the flesh and giving into all temptations, mixing evil with good, teaching a word that is not the word made flesh, abomination of desolation. We see this abomination presenting and teaching the word of Yah from the pulpits all over the world. Shalom, Heather. Glad to see you. Shalom, shalom. And this is 
what, as I was working, what came to me as the abomination of desolation and, and what it is, is we know that, that who we are, who we're made by Yah is, is chosen by Yah. I was, I was formed to be a woman. You were formed to be a man and our, our gender is chosen by Yah, period. This lifestyle of trans only objectifies an image of the opposite gender. You don't change to it. Your DNA stays the way you are. You are just a reflection. You're just an image of what it is you, you think you're changing to. Your DNA is constant and unchanging. All of these people, a thousand years from now, if we dug up their bones and tested them, the scientist would say, this is a man, period. And that would be it. So now we are told to accept this image. We're told to celebrate this image and to worship this image. It's everywhere. And it's in the pulpits of churches everywhere. You can't avoid it in this time. It's a pollution. It is a corruption from a place where they're speaking the word of Yah and claiming his character. They're claiming his truth. They're claiming Yahusha's name. They're claiming his truth. And they're doing it with this false image. And, and if you ask me, it is the image of the beast. It is, it is absolutely what a Baphomet is, which is, has both male and female attributes. Look it up. You can look it up. It is the same attributes as him. Mm -hmm. And this is what is going up and standing. <laughs> it gets me so upset. It really does. Like there are times I'm just, I, it just makes me want to cry. I cannot imagine that I would be alive during these days. And yes, Dan, it is as in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. We are there. We are there. Well, and and to me, it's the image. They're teaching to the masses that this is okay, that it's approved by our Messiah, that he oh, love, was okay with love this. Love everyone. Of course, the Messiah loves everyone, but he hates the sin. And there is many scriptures that show that this is a sin. Abomination, abomination. is the word. <laughs> How many times is that word used that you found? So I looked it up in the King James and abomination is used 69 times starting in Genesis all the way through to Revelations. Yeah. And Sherry, I believe so. Honestly, I really believe so. Interesting. And there is scripture. I, I don't know if I put it in here, but there is scripture that alludes that he he isn't one or the other. <laughs> well, and this is a prime example of good turned evil. And now evil is good. Right. And they want you to worship it. I literally saw who is the the. I won't the, make you guys look at that anymore. Right. <laughs> Who is the the man woman in that's is he military? That's all spread throughout the government. The admiral. Yeah, it's one the of admiral. The top leaders he in the country. 
like just in the last couple of weeks was like, we want to get more than just acceptance. We need you to celebrate it. We need you to celebrate us in, in our choice. And to me, it just hit me last night. Like it's worship. They want us to worship the image and it's the image of the beast. Mm -hmm. honestly. And I'm, I can't, I, y'all told me so very clearly last night that it is the image that they're putting out. It's a reflection of the image of the beast. And that's, it, it hit me. I had to, we turned the TV off and I had to talk to James. I was like, oh my goodness, this is going in a, a direction that I, uh, I didn't even expect it to be. We all focus on it's a meteor, it's a this, it's a that. You know, I think it's the bitterness that we have polluted. The living water of Yahusha has been polluted, corrupted mm -hmm. to that level. That water, that living water is made bitter anymore. Uh, period. <laughs> well, and Dan's right. It's an abomination. You cannot sugarcoat it. We must stand against this. It's going to be forced in our faces. We cannot sit back and accept it, watch it happen. We must stand for the truth. We must guard the truth, guard the commandments. You know, we are, that's commanded of us for all generations. That's a physical act, willing to put up a fight for that. Right. And we can't sit back and just allow this to be accepted. Not saying you have to go looking for the fight, but we can't just sit back and be okay can't with be this. can't be silent. It's no. not a time to be silent. And I'm not going to be silent. And I'm sure it's going to eventually get me in trouble. But it is what it is. And yes, we are to love one another but we do not have to love the sin and we do not have to accept it. And these churches and pastors and preachers that are coming out and standing with that side and putting this on in, in their churches and going along with this, they're leading their whole flocks off into the abyss. And we have to stop this. We, we have to say, this is not right. This is not of the father and it's not, it's that's, absolutely that's the not. perfect example of a false prophet, a false Mashiach, or even a wolf in sheep's clothing. So you I'm going to say repent. The wolf is pretending to be something. It's not exactly what's happening here. Right. And when I was thinking about it, we see that obviously this is a prime example of good turned evil and evil for good. What was the sign that Yah gave us for his creation that he would not destroy it any longer? Mm. You know, talk about the days of Noah, how we are in those times again. The end times will be like the days of Noah. I think the reason we know that we are in those times is because the rainbow has been taken over. It has been turned to evil. It's a sign of pride, not of Yahuwah. And we need to take it back. We need to take back the promise and the beauty of what the rainbow is. It's not meant for that bitterness. It's not for that corruption. Mm -hmm. And that is corruption on uh, the epic 
epic level of corruption there. I, I take back the rainbow. I have rainbow in my earrings and I just pray for someone to ask me about why I wear them. I'm definitely um, doing it so that I can let them know, but no one, no one ever asks. This is a great comment from Jennifer. He said himself, Jacob, I have loved, but Esau, I have hated. Yah loves those who obey him and do his will. And that's all we can do. We've got to focus on ourselves, making sure that we are living righteously for him, standing for his truth, upholding and guarding his commandments and what is is told to us. That's right. All right. I know we're getting a little bit long. We've got a few more slides. Matthew 24, 4 and 5. And Yahusha answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Mashiach, and shall deceive many. The great deception, what is happening right now. And it's up in churches. I am more and more doing the research to look at this. Um was so disturbing the number like I lost count at first you know you just seen one here and one here and one there and it's like wildfire now like it is everywhere because everyone wants to be popular you know mm -hmm. they think it's good for their church that they're getting so many people to join <laughs> and it isn't loving to feed disillusionment it isn't you know that's what's happening these people are confused they don't know right for wrong. They don't have Yah in their life. They don't have the structure of the, the commandments. And this is what happens when you let someone pick and choose to give you, feed you, spoon feed you scripture on Sunday and then not open your book. If you're not reading the word from, from the beginning to the end, if you're not in that word every single day, you will be deceived. And you will be a person that thinks it just is all about love, you know, exactly. and I'm calling on these churches and these pastors and these people that are feeding this false doctrine that are going to that it's damnation uh, and you should repent. You should repent. You should turn away. You should not repeat. You should get back to what you're supposed to be doing. And that's speaking the father's word, not your word. It's not about being popular. It's not filling the pews. It's not getting your money. It's speaking for the Father. It's speaking Messiah's word, living and walking like Messiah. He absolutely would not have been about any of this. Absolutely not. Repent. Donna says they are deceived by seducing spirits. Amen. Shalom, Donna. Glad to have you. It's like that Jezebel spirit. Is Jezebel really the Baphomet? Mm, Interesting question. Matthew 24, 15 and 16. When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whosoever reads, let him understand. Then let them which be in Yahud flee into the mountains. Flee, I say. And we're about to that point. And I really feel I could be wrong, but I see this new abomination of desolation taking place by putting these these people in positions of 
preachers, pastors, and clergy that are standing for the word of Yah and giving his word. I actually saw one clip where this transgender pastor, I want to say it was Oregon, said that Yah was transgender. And I was so furious and upset and angry. But this is what they're telling the sheep. This is what they're telling them. And if that isn't a desolation, abomination of desolation, I don't know what is. Well, and they're also putting it in the school curriculum for five-year-olds. Yeah, it's forced and mandatory. And we know there's nothing worse, you know, than causing a, a small child of Yah to stumble. You should be thrown into the sea with a millstone around your neck. That's right. So in Daniel eleven thirty-one through 35, an arm shall stand on his part and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength and shall take away the daily lifting up and they shall place the abomination of desolation and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their Elohim shall be strong and do exploits and they that understand among the people shall instruct many Yet they shall fall by the sword and by flame, by captivity and by spoil many days. Now when they shall fall, they shall be helped with a little help, but many shall cleave to them with flatteries. And some of them of understanding shall fall to try them and to purge and to make them white, even to the time of the end, because it is yet for a time appointed. We're going to be persecuted for standing for the right thing. And the wicked, those that do wickedly against the covenant, shall he corrupt by flatteries. That's what it's all about. There's so much flattery that goes on in this movement. There's so much, I mean, pride. Anything that has pride in it, we know is not good. It's not good. And that's why I think they're so accepting to this. They want that flattery. They want to be included, inclusive. All of it. And it just takes you one direction. And it's it's not on the narrow path. That's not the narrow wrong way. There's a big blinking sign there that says wrong way. Turn around and go back the way which you came. It's been a while, but I remember on one of our shows just kind of thought about it out of the blue, but we know Messiah is the door that leads to Yahuwah, our father, but pride is the door that leads to Hasatan. It is. It is. And that's the only place it'll take you to. Shalom, Debbie. And I'm, I'm pray for all states, but I pray for Oregon a lot because there is so much that has gone on and goes on there. Um, it's, it's unbelievable how it has spread. And, well, now Tennessee, we're, we're in the midst of it at this point. Well, we're trying to sign laws into place to prevent things like that for yeah, little children to witness. Down. And, you know, people are getting thrown out of uh, Congress and things like that. And it's just a giant mess, you know. We'll stop there because we could really go down that rabbit hole. But yeah, it's it's going to be pushed. It's in it's an influence on our young people. 
because they honestly, they don't know any better. They don't have the wits, intelligence yet. You know, they haven't developed fully to even understand that this is not a life, a, a proper life decision, a, a choice that they need to make. And yeah. we know many that have made this decision later in life do regret it. And sometimes it's irreversible. Right. It's a corruption of the living water of Yahusha. Mm -hmm. They do the deeds of their father, the devil, kill, steal, and destroy. With a smile on their face, wearing a rainbow dress and a giant wig. Yes, that's exactly what they're doing. So in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, I think this might be the whole chapter. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Adonai Yahusha Hamashiach, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by Ruach, nor by word, nor by Sefer, as from us, as that day of Yahuwah is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called Elohim, or that is worshipped, so that he, as Elohim, sits in the temple of Elohim, showing himself that he is Elohim. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now ye know what withholds that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity does already work. Only he who now lets will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall the lawless one be revealed, whom Yahweh shall consume with the ruach of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause Elohim shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned, who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. That is happening today. <laughs> so stand firm. But we are bound to give thanks always to Elohim for you, brethren beloved of Yahuwah, because Elohim has from the beginning chosen you to Yeshua, salvation through sanctification of the Ruach and belief of the truth. Whereunto he called you by our Besorah, the gospel, to the obtaining of the glory of our Adonai Yahusha HaMashiach. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and keep the commandments which ye have been taught, whether by word or our sefer. Now Yahuwah, our Yahusha HaMashiach himself and Elohim, even our Father, which has loved us and has given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace. Comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. Amen.
We have to stand strong. We absolutely have to stand for the truth. We have to stand fast and keep the commandments. And we have to teach them. We have to be willing to to make that stand and not be fearful. And yeah, it, we're not going to be popular. And, and it's probably going to cause um, a lot of backlash. We may be persecuted even unto our death. But I say that if we love him more than we love ourselves, that's a very minor price to pay. That's right. Our reward is in heaven. That's right. He does love all. He doesn't want to lose one of us, but he expects you to follow the rules, the commandments and repent and then not repeat. Repent, do not repeat. And it's very clear how we're supposed to live. And it's not in lust and it's not in the flesh and it's not in pride. It is in our obedience to the Father, period. There is hope and redemption for all. Everyone. You must turn from your sin, repent and be baptized, washed clean by the blood and the living waters of our Messiah. While there still is that living water that that isn't completely bitter, that is still available. I believe it is right now, right now, but it it's it's coming fast, the, the end of this time. And this time that we're going to see where finally those living waters are going to just be made bitter. So now is the time. Now is the time. And Donna, Donna Jagers is right. Our redemption draws nigh. Hallelujah. Jennifer says, you can come as you are, but oh, you can't stay that way. That's right. That's right. Come as you are, but then lay down all of that, which is not pleasing to the Father. We've all had to do it. We had to be water immersed and die to our old selves so that we can be raised up with Mashiach in, into having the ability to having life everlasting. We repent and we do not repeat. It's simple. You know, I, I know everybody wants what they want. And if their flesh says, I want to be this or be that, they think they should just do it. It's the self-control that we have to have. And that's, I think, the key to all of this. We have to have self-control over ourselves. And that's over everything. Everything. With him in our sights, we can do that, though. Without him, we can't do anything. With him, we can we can do all things. Teshuvah. Repent. The word of the day, every day. Every day. Even for us, every single day. And we're going to end on this last verse out of Hebrews 10, 26. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth. There remains no more sacrifice for sins. Meaning you can't just keep sinning and have that everlasting I'm forgiven. You know, how did you put it earlier? Well, this destroys the idea of once saved, always that's, saved. That's it. We are all held accountable. We know we are all 
susceptible to this because we cannot live a perfect life. Only one man, our Messiah, was perfect. That's right. But once we come to the knowledge of the truth, once our eyes are opened and things are revealed to us, when our sins are revealed to us, we must turn away and never return. And if you're in prayer to the Father and asking Him to show you what you need to change, He'll show you. Ask Him. He will tell you. You know, mm-hmm. and I believe a lot of these individuals um, are coerced into doing what they're doing because they want to be special. And the thing is, you already are special. The father made you special and he made you special exactly the way you were at birth. And that was everything he wanted you to be. And you can be that again. Well, We went long, but we hope you enjoyed it. It was a deep, packed, full presentation. We hope that some things were revealed to you. We do ask if you enjoyed it, please like, subscribe, and share. We love to get this message out there to the YouTube world. We don't want to, we're not here to be mean and we're not trying to pick on anyone, but we do work for Yahweh and it is his ministry. And these are his true words. And this is his truth. And we say all of this in love, hoping that we can open some eyes because the world is getting darker by the day. And some people just don't see this. They don't know this, especially if they've grown up without having Yah in their life. They may not know that this is even a wrong way of living. And so We just pray that this message can be received as Yah intends it. And then it can reach the people that need to hear it. That's right. So thank you everyone for joining us. We will be back tomorrow evening with our Friday Fellowship. We hope to see you then. I'll be here in the morning. Oh yeah, you will be there first in uh, Friday morning, morning manna. Be sure to check that out. I know you still got to work on it, but Lee always brings a really good word to get us ready for our prep day as we get ready to enter into that day of rest that we all are looking forward to. I know we are. So Shalom, everybody. Shalom. Blessings. Have a wonderful evening.